When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Lepondra looking to get cold side of Fon. Lepondra away from David. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Empire Royals podcast, sponsored by Blue Collar Street Food. Another weekend and another inconsistent performance from Reading FC. 2-0 loss at Blackburn yesterday. And to join me, to join me? Joining me today, Matt Lansley. How are you doing? Not too bad, Alex. How are you? I Yeah, I've been better. Uh, losing at Blackburn isn't, isn't the best way to uh go about a weekend and nick you uh toured the country yesterday to go and watch us uh pick up no points how are you doing this morning yeah not too bad 10 hours of traveling uh, and a defeat so not the best so one of those things if you want to follow the royals you don't see us win up north it's just uh just just one of the unwritten rules the team lineup yesterday matt we finally have seen Aziz come in to start. Uh, was it expected yesterday? Were you pleased I, to see Aziz starting? Yeah, I think I think we all kind of expect him to start against Blackpool, to be honest. And then after the Blackpool game, after another game went by Puskas, you just kind of looked at it and you thought, that's got to be it. You know, with Aziz now back fit, it, it just made sense, you know, and it, it, he's looked bright when he's come on Aziz. So... Everything pointed to, to Aziz starting, really, and I don't think anyone really would have had any complaints. I think virtually everyone pro- probably would have been really, really happy to, to have seen him starting again. And uh, Nick, were you uh, pleased to see Aziz up front yesterday on his own? Yeah. Um, yeah, he sort of played on the right, didn't he, um, for, for the time he was on. It was good to see him back. He had the two games getting his match fitness up, I suppose. But for me, he had to come in for either Pushkas or even Laurent to get TDB back in the... Deli Bashiri back in the midfield, but it was good to see him starting, and uh, it was quite positive to know that we might be able to break through Blackburn on the counter with some pace there. Yeah, and uh, I guess it's not something we've really seen necessarily for Puskas up top is that is is that pace on the pace on the break. It's, it's definitely come from other players this season so far. First half wasn't bad. I, this is a you know it wasn't great. It wasn't terrible either. Um, Matt, we didn't really create too much, but neither did Blackburn. 
Yeah, I mean, both teams countered each other pretty pretty well, you'd probably say. I mean, as as a Reading fan, seeing that as a kind of a first half, you're looking at it and kind of thinking, OK, you know, we, we, we've got through 45 minutes. A point a point away at Blackburn would be a, be a good point after the loss midweek. Um, yes, we'll come on to a couple of chances. But, you know, it, it, it was... It was just very steady, you know. Neither team really got got a stranglehold on the game. Reading, you'd probably say, controlled the game more, but it it, it was still few and far between the chances, really. And the game of low margins, Nick. We finally did create one chance um, with with Raman kind of creating it himself. Yeah, it was quite direct play from Baba. He uh, sort of cut in slightly and then cut back outside, just inside the box and. There wasn't many options in the box, which was frustrating. I think Delhi Bashiru was loitering in the middle, and I'm not sure where um, where anyone else was, but Swift or uh, um, Aziz at the time. But he decided to have a shot, and he didn't quite connect with it too well, and it, it flew over. But he seems like Baba seems like he's going to get a goal at some point. He's had a number of good efforts and gets himself in really good positions. And I actually thought he had a quite a good game yesterday. Actually, he was he was getting challenged early on by Dolan. Um, sort of adapted to that well and seemed to be quite solid defensively plus one of our most dangerous threats going forward for most of the game as well. Yeah, he's certainly offering us, um, like you say, some threat going forwards on the left-hand side, which uh, we are perhaps lacking so far this season on the left-hand side. We'll come on to Ajaria a little bit later on. Um, Blackburn had their chances as well, Nick, and uh, Gallagher hits the post. Yeah, he's running out. I think it might be more from memory. Uh, and he bends it around really well. It's beaten southward. It's going in the top corner. I think it dips quite late. and just clips the side of the post and luckily bounces away. I think that was probably the clearest chance of the half. And it was fairly late on in the half. Um, I mean, aside from that, between either side, there wasn't much creativity. Um, it was just two sides that didn't have that cutting edge for a lot of that half. And it did seem like it would take a moment of absolute quality, like the effort from from Gallagher hits in the post, or a massive defensive error to change the game from a nil-nil. Yeah, there, there was a change, I guess, in the first half, although it wasn't a goal. Um, and we got 35 minutes of starting play, Matt, from, from Femi Aziz, and he has now been taken off uh, and back out of the starting lineup and pulled up with a hamstring injury. Um, one of the, I don't really know what to say. Another injury is just incredible, isn't it? Um, well, can we count it as another injury? Because he was barely back, was he? <laughs> um, I mean, you got a. I mean, I was gutted for him when he when he came off. I mean, you you saw everyone on the bench as well. Uh, was just just gutted for him. You know, he's a he's a young lad. He's been out for nine two months now, and gets his first start back as a big chance now almost nailed down a starting spot until you know Zhao comes back probably mid-winter time and he's off before he could even really start running you know and a hamstring literally in this case yeah <laughs> you know and it's 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 just so frustrating you know because as he's he's made a difference whenever he's played you know at the start of the season he got some real crucial goals he gives us another option up front. He gives us someone at least on the bench as well, because you look at the bench and there's no one really to bring on. So it's like, it just gives us another dimension that we that we 
you know, we, we quite bluntly don't have, you know, purely because of the injuries. But it's just like, you think you got him back from, from the injury list and before, like you say, before he can start running, he's back on it probably for four, six weeks. So, Yeah, I can't imagine he's going to be back back quickly, certainly not before the next international break. Um, and I don't really think we're going to get any of these players back, you know, too soon. And Nick, if you had to pick a player, Nick, who you could have fit for the rest of the season, guaranteed right now, um, who would it be? Um, I would probably, it's, it's tough between two players, but I'm, I'm going to say Mate, um, simply because he scores goals. He, he might not be the best technically, uh, but he gets himself in good positions. He can score all kinds of goals. He's very good in the air. He gives us a physical outlet, scores headers, scores the scrappiest goals you'll see. And he can also score from 25, 30 yards as well. Um, it just helps having that outlet cutting in from the right or even playing up front. And we just don't have that at the moment. Uh, and just because he's he's a guaranteed goal scorer, I mean, he's even last season, he got double figures, I think, and he was injured for most of it. I think he's 20 goal a season striker if, or attacking player if he's fit all season. And I think the the, the one thing about Mete is if you do have Mete and he's fit and you're able to play him out on the right, all of a sudden you lose Deli Bashiru from playing out on the right where his effectiveness could be argued. It's probably not his strongest position. Um, yeah. And you can start to play him back in the centre again as well. Yeah, uh, Deli Bashir, it's funny because I don't think he brings a lot out wide, although he's not awful there. And he's actually technically scored two goals since playing there because the Barnsley goal should have counted. And uh, the goal against Blackpool, so it's strange considering he scored two. But he offers so much more in midfield and he drives the ball forward. He's got that technical ability, a bit of vision. He can be a bit sloppy at times, but he's only what, 21. And I, I do think we're missing him in midfield. I think he works well with Drinkwater. Um, and that will only grow. So it is frustrating to see him not available there. But um, beggars can't be choosers at the minute. We don't have any options. And he's probably the one midfielder that can actually do that role. Yeah, um, you're right. Beggars, beggars can't really be choosers. We've got a squad of 12 yeah. <laughs> players at the minute, wow. it feels like. Um, Matt, are you on this Mete bandwagon or are you going for going for the obvious answer? I, well, I, I think actually, I think it's probably something that's de- deserved of a Twitter poll, to be honest, because I think it would be very down the middle. I think, and uh, the obvious other admission is Lucas Shaw. Um, you know, I think, I think people would be pretty fifty-fifty between the two. Um, I'd, I'd be going with the obvious. I'd be going Lucas Shaw. Um, just what he brings to the team when he's when he's fit, when he's playing, when he's on song, he brings something that no one at the club can bring. You know, he's the, he's the only player that, that, that can do what Lucas Shaw does. You know, both feet technically technically very good, very good finishers we saw last year. Yes, he had his moments towards the end of the season. But we this team is crying out for a striker right now. You know, someone that, 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 that can hold the play up, link the play up, get a crucial goal, you know, have just a moment of flair, you know, other than Swift. Because right now, like, like we've already said, the squad is just wafer thin. And when it's like that through injuries, you just need players to just get through an individual brilliance. You know, that's not a fault of the manager. That's not a fault of the system. That's just a fault of where we are at the moment with the injury crisis that we're in. You know, we're relying on Swift to have a bit of individual brilliance. Delhi Bashiri, the same. Ajaria, the same. And I think, I think in, in the team, 
as it is currently, I think Lucas Shaw would he make a difference? Absolutely, he would. Yeah, I can't quite remember when Lucas Shaw was meant to be fit. I want to say I it's January. Yeah, yeah New Year. So we've still got a fair few games with without him uh, coming up. Which is, I think I did see on his Instagram, he's back in. I think he's back in the UK or back in training. So whether or not he blew out to. Because it, it was a hip injury, wasn't it? Was it? A- well, he had two surgeries, um, so I'm assuming he's come back because he can start some sort of rehab. I'm, mm. I'm guessing, but I don't know how long that will take. They said initially around January, uh, but I mean, either him or Mate, they were so missed yesterday. Just having one of them available would have made such a difference in that game. And I think, I think between the two, you're tossing it up. You know, you can make cases either way. Yeah, like, absolutely. You would, you would take either back in a heartbeat. You know, it's a, it's a hard one to choose between the two, really. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I would per- I would be perfectly happy not choosing and just having both of them available. That would be fantastic <laughs> because it feels like we haven't had a fully fit squad at all ever yeah. under Poundovich, yeah. uh, which is one of these one of these uh, kind of caveats that we've always had to make with Poundovich as the manager is he's never been able to sign players, he's never had a fully fit squad, and it feels like we're probably going to get through well over a season and a half potentially and he might have never had a fully fit squad to pick from uh which is tough it's tough for for him and it's i think it's tough for fans as well matt uh you can't i feel like you end up with people making um judgments on a manager who you don't know whether he's doing a good job because it's difficult to difficult to judge someone when they don't have all the resources available to them. Yeah, yeah, and I think so many times people talk about having Plan Bs and stuff with with Palmovich, but what is his plan? plan what, what can his plan be right now? You know, his plan B is effectively a bench full of you know seventeen to nineteen year olds. That's not a plan B. You know, people talking about bring on Clark, bring on. Kamara or anyone it's not a plan b you know it's it's hard it's 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 hard for Palovic. it's it's hard for fans like you say it's it's just please players get back and get fit please just give us something so on this nick just as a plan b argument we'll go back to the game but on this um like plan b argument do you feel like Palovic, He he's given him he's given seven subs every week he's you know he's got a bench it's not strong. We all know that. And I feel we can, you know, we don't need to go over just quite how weak the bench is. Do you feel like he attempts to change the game enough with what he's got available, even though we know it's necessarily yeah. not the quality? Do you think yeah. his subs and his game, you know, game plan, game management is maybe it's too late and too little too late sometimes? It, it is. I mean, you can see the players now, they are, they are, they're fatiguing, they're, they're tired. Um, the legs look like jelly by 60, 70 minutes in the last couple of games. Uh, and even in the last 10 of games, uh, Barnsley, I think we just looked a bit tired. We saw out fine. We looked tired. Um, he just, for me, doesn't, same with last season with the same players, similar sort of players like uh, Melbourne Lambert. It's either they're not ready or he doesn't trust them or both. Um, because there is some talent there. Kamara's, I think Kamara's still 17. He's done very well for the under-23s. He's had a few late cameos. Uh, but why not throw him on? He must just not be ready. It might be a physical thing. Uh, the one he seems to trust enough is Clark. But I think that's just because I think if that players were available, other players were available, we wouldn't see Clark come on unless we were 2-0 up or something like that. 
Um, so really, I don't think there is a plan B at the moment. Uh, it's just dealing with what we've got. These players will come on like Stickland came on because of an injury. He wouldn't have come on other than that. Again, I think he's he's 17 as well still. So the bench is, yeah, they might be coming through in a few years' time, but they're on the bench, not because they deserve to be on the bench. And I don't mean that in a harsh way against these players because they're all talented, but they're on the bench because we've got no other option at the moment. He's filling the bench, I guess, as injury cover more than for um, any sort of game plan as the game goes on. I think unless we go 2-3-0 up, these players aren't going to get on. And maybe he needs to give one of them a go and see. You never know. You see, like, young... I mean, look at Luke Shaw a few years ago when he was at Southampton. Came out of nowhere and started playing in the Premier League at, what, 18 or something? 17-18? And it happens, and no one expected that. And maybe he was ready. I don't know. But throw someone like Kamara on uh, and see how he does. See how he does for 20 minutes and can't do much worse. I mean as we're going to go on to Ajaria later. But at the moment, can't do much worse than Ajaria. It does feel like we've, uh, we're have getting to this, we're getting to a point now where it's a uh, gamble and see what we've got almost. Um, the second half, we we didn't make any subs at halftime, going back to the actual game yesterday. Didn't make any subs at halftime and came out, Matt. And for the first 10 or 15 minutes of the second half, it was kind of much of the same, really. Yeah, I mean, it was it. It just seemed to be, be petering out almost. You know, it, it, nothing really had changed at halftime. It was one of those games, one of those classic championship games where, you know, to bring out the cliche, first goal will win it. You know, it, it just seemed to be like one of those games. And I mean, had we have held on for a nil-nil, I think everyone would have been very content. You know, I think up, up until the second goal, you were probably looking at it and just thinking it, it's been a a fine performance nothing too great nothing too bad um but yeah then then the game game changes on um uh, on on the blackburn goal yeah so just after the hour mark we basically have a mini meltdown nick and uh concede two in two in five minutes um the first goal i mean you can you talk us through it nick and, and take us through gallagher's goal yeah, it was another bit of a collapse like Wednesday, wasn't it, really? Just uh, five minutes of, of crap. Um, yeah, Rothwell seems to drive through. We, we get cut open far too easily in the midfield. And then it, it happened on uh, Wednesday as well. The defence are just being run at. Uh, and it leaves them vulnerable and exposed to an onslaught of, of attacking direct play. Uh, Rothwell's running through. Dan sort of tries to stand his ground. And I don't know if he loses balance or if he's just a bit flat-footed and Rothwell just sort of rolls it with his right foot which catches Dan out completely which is disappointing for someone so so solid and experienced and then he sort of pokes it I think I can't remember if it's with his right foot or left foot but he pokes it with his toes through Moore's legs Southwell probably sees it late anyway but it's just going too far in the corner he's outstretching it just clips a post and it just rolls straight to Sam Gallagher to to tap in, um, I've no idea if it was anywhere near offside. I'm assuming it wasn't. Um, I've seen no uproar about it on social media. Um, but yeah, easy goal, poor goal to concede. Um, and you just know that's probably, I don't know, I felt like it was game over in a way because we weren't creating anything. Yeah, 1-0 down after 60 minutes and we hadn't really created a big chance up to that point. But before Blackburn do Blackburn, I almost went with Blackpool there. Blackburn, uh, before Blackburn get their second goal, Matt, we do actually create one 
pretty big chance to equalise almost immediately afterwards. And it's kind of a head-in-your-hands moment how we haven't scored here. Yeah, it's just the ball won't go in the back of the net for Puskas right now, you know, and it, it, it was a very good move down the left. I can't remember if it was Ajara or Baba um, who put, put the ball in, but I mean, fizzes the ball in. I mean, it's a perfect, perfect, well, I, I say perfect, probably just an inch away from being the perfect ball, but just whipped in along the ground behind the back of the, the Blackburn defenders and it's just crying out for someone just to get on the end and Puskas he tries to throw his body at it but he's literally just I, I don't know if he actually does get a slight touch but he's just you know an inch or two away from breaking breaking this scoring duck that is just killing him right now I think you know and with his ease out he's going to have a bit of time again in the team to try and do something maybe Clark might get a start now who knows but I mean he just needs something a rebound a deflection off the post whatever it is because it's just dragging on and on this scoring duck and it was a perfect opportunity but just again a fraction too late an inch or two away and it is a game of inches because no no more than two minutes later it was practically game over Matt um, and Dolan scores a really really nice goal here um, and I mean you can just talk us through what happened with this goal but it feels like maybe we could have prevented it yeah yeah and to be fair it, it, it was something we did far too often in the game so so much in the game we sat off Dolan um, and even even in the first half he was the one that was trying to do stuff for Blackburn second half he was he was the one one spark really in that in that Blackburn team but I mean he picks it up on um on the left hand side and just weaves in and out a couple of players and then he's he confronts Yeardom and Yeardom just sits away he starts cutting in on his right almost moves into in, in into the territory of Moore and everyone just sits off him and when he sits off a player like Dolan you know we know he can score those kinds of goals I mean you tip your hat to the finish because it is an absolutely cracking finish a cracking individual goal and like i said it's what he can do but the the sitting off him you, you know it, when if he's well he's he's pretty much the player that that they'll probably look to in moments like that like we'd look to with swift a player like that you put two players around you know you make sure he doesn't have the time on the ball he doesn't have a moment to to think about what what you're going to do like and it happened too much in the game and we eventually got punished by it in that um with that with his goal which brilliantly taken like i say but i mean we had to do more to to close him down to pressure him in that moment and all through the game it, it felt nick like we didn't really have enough pressure like matt said throughout the game and that was kind of a continuation from that second half against um against blackpool in midweek we the midfield kind of just vanishes in the second half. Yeah, they just get cut through too easily. Um, I think there are signs of that against Barnsley as well. We got away with it probably from Southwood's a good goalkeeper, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if drink waters maybe needs a bit of a break. Um, obviously, very good on the ball. Off the ball, he, he gets about, makes some good tackles, a few fouls. But I don't know if his legs are struggling a bit after so many games, after so long without so many games. Uh, Lawrence just not doing the same job as he as he was last season. I uh, don't know if it's because he's playing a different role, if he's just not on form. And 
they're cutting through and they're running out of defence. Uh, as, as Matt was saying, Yeardom just gave Dolan so much time and space to, to run at him and cut inside and bend it around more. It was a great goal, great individual quality from him as well. He's a, he's a top player, of course, but we have to do more to stop that. But there's no support for that defence. The wingers who normally, I remember last year, Richards and Ajara worked so well together on that left side in defensive capacity as well as a, an attacking one. And we don't have that sort of link-up anymore. There's no, the midfielders are not working well with that defence. And the gaps between between the lines are where teams are finding us out at the moment. And that seems to be our current weak area. Yeah, certainly the our opposition in the last three or four games are just, they're sitting in between our midfield and defence. And it just becomes a game of attack versus four defenders, um, which is inevitably meaning that we're going to concede a lot of chances. And the last 20 minutes after the goal, uh, after the second goal, Blackburn carried on creating chances and they missed an absolute sitter, Matt, with with five minutes to go. Uh, I, I can't remember the player's name who who missed it, but it was, uh, he, I mean, he should have absolutely buried a chance from a few yards out. Yeah, I mean, I think it was one of their defenders. Um, it was certainly defenders' finish. Um, but yeah, I mean, after, after the second goal, we we were just we were just spent. You know, you you, you looked at the players. I mean, um, uh, Clark came on for Jaria, but it was still much the same. And yeah, Blackburn could have could have put, got a third quite easily, especially with that with that chance at the back post. I mean, it's, it rolls across to their defender and two yards on the back post. He, how he skewed it wide I don't know you know and you can almost say that quite lucky there because I mean our goal difference we don't need it hampered anymore really with the amount that we've conceded this season um but yeah it, it, it just everything kind of went out of the team after that second goal and it just looked dead on their feet and I mean Blackburn Blackburn just kept going and yeah it should have should have been been three Possibly even four nil, really. By, yeah, by the talking end, of uh, talking of goal difference, Southwood is kind of keeping that a relatively okay state. Nick, uh, he he's played he played well again yesterday. He made a decent save right at the very end of the match. Yeah, uh, it's a good, I mean, a really nice goal as well. It was bending around top corner, a bit like Gallagher's first shot that hit the post. It's just bent it round and it's flying. It's just like a nice bit of finesse, really. And Southwood just flies to his left and uh, fingertips it tips out for a corner. Uh, he didn't have too much to do. He couldn't do anything about the goals. Um, that was the one. Uh, he had another save from an angle as well. That's pretty straightforward. Um, but it's just the basics in goalkeeping that he does so well as well. He comes and claims the ball. He comes off his line, comfortable with his feet. Um, just everything is distribution's decent. Not amazing, but very good. Uh, I just feel so much more comfortable with him in goal. And I think the defence have that confidence in him as well. They're going to need confidence in him next week because we are at home against table-topping Bournemouth, which will be a very difficult game. Um, and two players who we really could do with coming back into some form for that Bournemouth game. Uh, players that we've touched on in this this pod so far. Uh, Ovi Jaria, Nick. I know he started the season out you know, out with COVID and he missed the first, I want to say it was first five, six matches. Um, so he's been back in the squad for probably close to, close to two months, just under two months now. Do you, what do you think he's adding? Do you think he's bringing enough to the to the side this, this season so far? No, I think normally I've always said that he's always just not had enough end product. He needs to either add more goals or assists to get to the level he's capable of. 
and he is a quality player. Um, I do like that he does generally work quite hard defensively and puts in a shift there as well. Um, I feel like he's having too many touches, which is something notorious with him because he likes to have the ball. Uh, he seems to be falling over the ball, doing the simple things wrong, slipping over. Um, normally, you think he'll have one moment of quality even when he has an average or poor game. But he's not even having that one moment of quality at the moment. I think he was the one who played the ball in for that push-cash chance at 1-0. But aside from that, he's just poor. And he knows it too. Because when he came off, he head was down, just looked so disappointed in himself. And I think he knows he's not performing. And I don't know what it is, but nothing's working for him at the moment at all. Uh, but there's no option to, to drop him or rest him. Maybe it is something to do with COVID. Maybe he's struggling with the effects of after COVID, pre-COVID. Uh, you know, maybe he's got a bit of long COVID. I've no idea. But there's something not right with him. He's had a couple of okay games. The Fulham game, he was very good. Uh, and he's just not he's just not consistent. But it's not even being consistent. He's just very poor at the moment. And one thing that I've noticed, certainly with Ajaria this season, is he's he doesn't win anywhere near as many fouls when he's on the ball. Um Last season, even the season before, you could rely on Ajaria to to take a lot of pressure off of the defence when he picks up the ball, and it feels like this season that's it's almost it's just vanished. He doesn't; he's just not picking up anywhere near as many free kicks. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I like it was a hallmark of him: easy free kicks, even up the field, you know, in 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 good places to get to get a free kick, to get swift on something and to relieve pressure through through that side of the game. Um, but it, it's just not happening. Um, like like Nick says, whether it's long COVID, I mean, he came back and when he came back in, he, he, he was okay for a few games. So whether or not he's already fatiguing, who knows, you know, because these players are having to play 90 minutes. You know, they're not having the luxury of coming off. I mean, he did yesterday after 75, 80 minutes, but the majority of the games, you know, they're playing a full 90. So whether it, whether it's fatigue with him, I don't know, but it, he's just not, he's not affecting games anymore. If anything, he's probably slowing games down with his, with his weaving, his trickery that he always tries, tries to do. And it's, it's hindering us in key moments, in key areas, um, that side of it. And yeah, like we always say about his end product, only I think it's five goals in, you know, one half seasons with us since he's been permanent anyway. Um, he just needs more. He needs more. He needs to be quicker. He needs to be more decisive. And hopefully he'll pick up that form of last year because we need it right now. Yeah, another another player, Matt, who's definitely dropped off in form from, from last year is, is player of the season, Josh Laurent. And I think it can be argued his best games this season have been at the position he's not even been brought into play. Yeah, no, I'd completely agree with that. When he had his stint at centre back, he he looked comfortable. Even before even before those games, he didn't look comfortable in the team. It's almost like um, it might be harsh to say it, but we're almost seeing the League One player that we signed on a free transfer, you know, right now um, because it's just it's not happening. All we're seeing right now is a player that loves to run, and God, you know, we want every player to run their socks off, and Josh Lawrence does. You know, you can't ever for a second question his work rate because it's always there and it's probably why he doesn't get probably the stick that another player might get because he's running his socks off he's trying but there's just no end product at the moment even when he picks up the ball he does a driving run forwards 
it just doesn't know what to do with it right now. And it's like Ajaria, it's killing us in, in certain moments because there's times when he should release the ball, play it wide, play it into the striker. And it's just not happening. He's just running, running, running almost to the byline and then losing the ball. You know, he needs to try and just do something with it. Um, otherwise, it, it, it's it's just going to be a season. And he's in a crucial season for himself as well, obviously being out of contract at the end of the season. You know, whether or not he's trying to play for a, a move elsewhere, a new contract at Reading, you never know. But, you know, he, he it's something he needs to try and pick up because it's... We know what he can do, and it's just it's not coming through at the moment. And it's like like I said with Jaria, we just need these performances again from these players. I mean, uh, Nick, I know earlier we were discussing about Dele Bashiri playing in the centre, and if everybody was fit, does Josh Lawrence start? Uh, not for me at the moment. I would play based on the form he's on as well, but I would play Dele Bashiri and Drinkwater in that midfield pivot um i think they're linking up quite well i think delhi bashiru he's okay in a defensive capacity as well but he likes to get on board drive forward and he has that although yes lauren and rhino do that too there's more technical ability in the way delhi bashiru does it there's a bit more vision um and i think it just offers us a, a bit more going forward in an attacking sense uh, at the moment yeah i don't know lauren on last season it would be hard to drop him like, like we were just saying he was unbelievable but at the moment, his only performances that have been good this season, in my opinion, are in, in defence, where he was immense, to be fair. Very comfortable, very good there. And I wouldn't I wouldn't mind if he had to go back there, to be honest. As long as he had a good centre-back next to him, I'd be fine with that, because he looked very comfortable there. Uh, but in midfield, he's not on it at the moment. And even if he was on it, I don't think he's our best midfielder. I don't think... I think it's between him and Rhino to cover it. I think Deli Bashiru on form, at with drink water on form, walk into that team quality unfortunately I'm not sure we're going to see Rhino back for next week no Pano, game. Pano mentioned it after the game I think he was questioned and again he said he was he was still a few weeks off which I think I think Rhino comes in for Lauren I think when he's when he's back fit right now yeah. just if, if anything give Lauren a rest but yeah he would, no, made, he would have made such a difference against Blackpool Rhino when they were overrunning us having Rhino and Matt midfield he just has that pace and energy to get around a bit different. They're very similar to Lauren, but a bit different. He would have been vital in that game, holding on to that lead, coming off the bench even just for the last 20, 30 minutes. We've still got three games before the next international break, unfortunately, which it feels like that might be when we kind of see see Rhino come back into the team. Next up, we've got Bournemouth next weekend. Unbeaten in 14. Won 10 games out of the 14 they've played. And I think they're on two goals conceded away from home so far. This One goal, correct myself, one goal conceded away from home so far this season. So a game under the lights next Saturday, Nick. Um, what's your score prediction? I'm going to guess you're probably not going to feel too optimistic about this one. Uh, I'm not, um, just because we, we over-rely on John Swift to score goals at the minute or at least set them up on a plate for someone. Um, unless a couple are back. I hope they are. I, I'm going to be positive and say we're going to win 2-1, but I'm just trying to be optimistic just to lighten up the, the pot a bit. But yeah, I, I can't. I think we're going to struggle to score. Matt, there is one, I guess, uh, Reading-esque thing here is Reading are very inconsistently consistent. So yeah, perhaps we'll pick up three points or even a point. What do you reckon? Fingers crossed. But I mean, our... 
I don't mean to bring a downer on it, but our record against Bournemouth is notoriously utterly woeful. You know, I think until we beat them last year at home, what was it? It was was it like 18 games we'd not won against them. Um, I mean, if there was a time to bring back an old player to uh, g them up for the stop them from getting our points record, I think it would be the game to bring bring someone back for. Because I mean, I think I think a few people are getting worried. I think. They asked the question of Jem on BBC Berkshire yesterday. It, 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 it was a solid no on that. But I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a tough game. You know, Bournemouth starting so well, so much quality all over the pitch. Scotty Parker seemingly gotten playing very very good football. Um, and like Nick said, our lack of scoring, relying on Swift and that, it's going to be very tough. Um, I'm going to go. Oh, I can't go for a loss. I can't go. I'm, I'm gonna. No, I can. I'm gonna go two 0 Bournemouth. Sorry. Well, <laughs> one old player we could definitely do with up front would be somebody like Kevin Doyle up front next weekend. We'd all all love to see that. I'm sure. Uh, coming up in the week, Matt Williamson will be back with the preview pod later on in the week, followed by a review of the Bournemouth game after the late kickoff next weekend. Cheers for listening today, everybody. Thanks.